make God a priority. And we're going to give you many opportunities to do that. And so I am just, I can't tell you what kind of anticipation I have about this fall. I am just thrilled and excited and can't wait for what God is going to do. We're in a sermon series called Be Strong. You can get your sermon notes out and also get your Bibles out to Joshua chapter 1. We're in a series called Be Strong. I believe that's what the word of the Lord is for our congregation, to be strong. And, and God says it throughout Scripture. When I was praying, God, what do you want to speak to our congregation? What do you want to share with us in the coming weeks, in the coming months as a church? He just kept going back to this, be strong, be strong, be strong. And, and, and I know that a lot of people are going through difficult times right now, but yet the command remains the same, to be strong. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, and, and I understand when I say be strong, you may say, I can't, I don't know how, and, and I have to say, you're right, you don't. And as I shared last week, we are inadequate. We are to be strong. We are inadequate on our own, but God is invincible. He is invincible. He's never lost a fight, never lost a battle, and I want you to, to realize that God is on your side and that his plan for your life is not to see you destroyed, but to see you with a hope and a future. And I want you to hold on to that, that God is doing something in your life that may there might be a temporary problem in your life, but God's doing something eternal inside of you, and you're not meant to do it all by yourself. And we looked at Ephesians chapter 6 last week, and just to give you verse 10, it says, Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. You are weak, but he is strong. Be strong in his strength. And as you go through Ephesians chapter 6, you realize that he gives us protection from an unseen enemy that is out to destroy our lives. And he gives us the weapon of his word, his rhema word to speak forth into our life so we can battle the enemy. And so that is what he shares with us in Ephesians chapter 6. But I want to look at an Old Testament example. When I was thinking about being strong, I immediately went to Joshua because of just how many times it's repeated. Even in these short verses that we read tonight, see how many times God commands Joshua to be strong. And maybe you're facing a difficult situation in life. Let me tell you, it was nothing compared to what Joshua was facing. And let's see what God spoke to Joshua. In verse 1 of chapter 1, the book of Joshua, it says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead the people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean seas in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand um, to stand no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess the land that I swore to their ancestors that I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the, all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study the book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you uh, will um, meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed 
in all that you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It says over and over again, three times in just a few short verses, be strong, be strong, be strong, be full of courage. Those are easy instructions to get. They're much more difficult to live out. And I know, as I look around our congregation, and not just on a Saturday night, but on a Sunday morning, and out west, I realize that we are going through difficult times, difficult circumstances. There are difficult people in our lives. And yet we have to be strong and courageous and be very strong and very courageous. And again, easy instructions from God, but how do we do it? Let's look at Joshua. He is going from being the assistant to being the leader. Moses is dead. He is moving into a new area of life. He's got some big shoes to fill, doesn't he? When you think of Moses, to this day, Jews feel that Moses was the greatest leader ever in Israel's history. They had some pretty good leaders when you think of King David and others, but, but Moses is the man. And now God says, Joshua, you're the man. Big shoes to fill. I mean, Moses could talk to God anytime. It seemed like this guy had like a direct line to God. Burning bushes, Mount Sinai, the Ten Commandments. I mean, he just, he just radiated God's glory from being his friend. I mean, he knew God. He could talk to God. And now he's the guy that's in charge. And Moses, I mean, he was so powerful with the power of God. I mean, he could throw down his rod and would turn into a snake and he could pick it up and turn back into a rod. And wow. I mean, he, he could part the Red Sea. He, when they were thirsty, he could hit a rock and water would come out. Those are big shoes to fill. And God says, you're the man. And what do you, what do you think he thought? Like, <laughs> Be strong and courageous, Joshua, because you're the man. But that's not his only problem. If you think about who he's leading, he is leading people that are known for the last 40 years to be grumblers and complainers and backsliders going against God again and again, just wanting to go back to Egypt, wanting to go back to slavery. That's what they wanted to go back to. And, and he's got to lead these people. And God says, you're the man. What's going through his mind? And if you think those things are bad, having big shoes to fill or working with difficult people, and we all have those big shoes to fill in life, we all work with difficult people, but then there's a big assignment ahead, something that Moses didn't even do, and God says, I want you to take them into the promised land. You're on the doorstep, and there's some battles ahead. There's some things you're going to face. And I want you to take my people into the promised land. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be battles, but I will be with you wherever you go. You're the man, Joshua. Let's think about our lives and... and um, we got big calls in our life. Maybe we're a husband or a dad, and in my case, a pastor, wherever you work or go to school or just fill in the blank for your life. And those are, those, are, those are big callings in our life that we have to fill. Whatever God's called us above and beyond that, it's like, wow, God, those are, that's hard to do. And then we have these circumstances and people in our way that are just, oh, it's like, God, it's so hard. And then he calls us to do something even bigger than we think we can do. And we're just like, God, I don't know. And God says, you're the man, or you're the woman. I've placed my hand on you. And so how is Joshua going to manage to do all this? I mean, what does Joshua need? 
He's got a mountain of a task in front of him. What does he need? What does he need is what God says. You need strength and courage. And that's what we need in our lives. We need strength and courage from the Lord. And God says, I am the God of Moses who did all those great things, but I'm also your God, Joshua. And what I love is that it's not just the God of Joshua and Moses, it's our God as well. Isn't that awesome? The same God that gave strength and courage to Joshua now gives it to us because Joshua was called to a task. He was ordained by God and he would get his strength from God. And that's the same thing for us, for our callings in life, for the tasks that lie ahead of us, is that God says, if I've called you, I will equip you. I will give you the strength. I will give you the courage. And again and again and again, you can highlight it as you reread it this week. Just highlight, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. But how do we do that? Because it's easy to fake it, isn't it? We can act bold or tough or strong or cocky or whatever. And, but that won't last very long when the real battle comes. So how are, we strong? how are we going to be strong? I love what God does here. The first thing he does, I'm going to give you some things in just a moment, but what he does is, is something very gentle. He affirms Joshua. You're my man. You're the guy. And he affirms who Joshua is and what he's called to do. And, and I want to tell you tonight that God is affirming you. Who you are, what you are called to do, who you're called to be. He is affirming you. And the second thing God does is he reaffirms his promises. The same promises that were made to Moses, I'm going to keep them with you. And he reaffirms his promises, and he's doing that with us, I believe. Even tonight, as as we listen to the word of God, God is going to reaffirm his promises to our life. So what do we learn from Joshua? I'm going to give you four things tonight, and and we'll just go through them and And I want you to write down whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to write down, but I definitely want you to write these four things down. Because what did God tell Joshua to do, and what can we apply to our life so we can be strong and courageous, even in the most difficult situation? First of all, he he tells Joshua, I want you to stand on the promises. Look at verse 3. Stand on the promises. It says, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land I have given you. Wherever you step your foot, wherever you go, I'm going to be there with you. I'm going to give that to you, and my promise is reaffirmed to you. I mean, that's an awesome promise that God gives. Wherever you set your feet, it's yours. That is a cool promise. And, and, and though Moses may be gone, the promises of God are still true. And I want you to get that in your life, because there are some things maybe in your life that are gone, that don't work anymore that maybe are even dead, but God's promises are still true. And we've got to hold on to that and stand on the promises that the God of Moses is the God of Joshua that is our God, that when he makes a promise, he keeps it. And if Joshua is going to be strong in the Lord, he has to stand on the promises on the word of God. And if you and I are going to be strong in the Lord and courageous, we're going to have to stand on his word and on his promises to us. That's how you're strong and courageous. You stand on the word of God. And that's what we've got to do. And what I love about this passage of Scripture, I just get this picture when we talked uh, last week about the armor of God, and you can listen online or buy the CD, but it's so important to put on the armor of God, the, the shoes, the, the, the gospel of peace, that, that wherever we step, Joshua was told, wherever you go, it's yours. 
And I believe God's word for us is the same. Wherever you go, I'm with you. It's your place. It's not, this, place, this world doesn't belong to the enemy, guys. God created it. Is it messed up? Yeah, is there bad things? Yeah, there's bad. But you know, wherever you go, God's with you. Wherever you go. And, and He's given it to you. And I, I want you to get a hold of that and stand on the promises of God wherever you're at. I know it's easy to stand on the promises of God when we're worshiping and we're having communion and we're at church. It's easy to stand on the promises in this room. But I'm talking in your living room and in your office and in your classroom, in your car, wherever you go, God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Stand on the promises of God. The second thing that um, God tells him is, I want you to sense the presence. Sense the presence. Verse 5 says, No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. I love that. How can he lead? How can he follow Moses? How can he fight the battles that lie ahead? How can he do this? Because God is with Joshua. And no one's going to be able to stand against him. The presence of the Lord is going to go with Joshua wherever he goes. The power of God is going to be with him wherever he goes. And that whoever stands against him will lose. Is that like the coolest promise you've ever heard in your life? I mean, if, if I was Joshua, yeah, I could be strong and courageous knowing that, yeah, I'm going to have to fight in a battle, but I'm not going to lose because God's on my side. And I, I love that. I, I love that picture. It's, it's a powerful promise. When he says, I will never leave and I will never forsake, then all of a sudden we can be strong and we can be courageous. And the words that we find in the Old Testament are the same words we find in the New Testament, that God will never leave us. He will never forsake us. That wherever we go, He is with us. And if God makes a promise, it will come to pass. You cannot fail if God is on your side. And I just want you to hold it for you, your life, your calling, every situation, that we need to have the presence of the Lord wherever you go. Again, that wherever your feet take you, wherever you're at, the presence of the Lord is walking with you. And I want you to get this, because that really emboldened Joshua to do what he was called to do. But here's the power, is that the same promises for us today, and it's even more powerful today, because not only is God with us as he was with Joshua, but listen to me, today he lives in us as well. That wherever we go, God is with us. I love that picture that Jesus is in our heart. Because wherever my I go, my heart goes. I mean, I can't leave my heart at home and come to church because i got to have my heart. So he's in me. And what's so great about that is that it, it's, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you realize you're the temple of the Holy Spirit? That you have the power of the Holy Spirit with you at all times? And you might be in a bad situation. You might find yourself with difficult people. But the power of God is with you. And you've got to hold on to that, and you have to sense that, and you have to not only stand on the presence, but stand on the promise, but sense His presence in your life. God, you're with me. You're not against me. And, and I know it's easy to sense God's presence when we're singing in church or we're receiving communion, but you need to sense His presence on Monday morning and Tuesday morning and Wednesday morning that He is with you and in you. And you've got to hold on to that. So 
we, we, we sense his presence. The next one is we stay the path. He tells Joshua, you need to stay the path. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Saying, Joshua, you've got to obey. You can't be turning to this way or that way. You cannot be compromising. Don't become distracted. Don't become detoured from what God's will is. I want you to obey what God tells you. And what this is telling me is that faithfulness is the key. Faithfulness is the key that Joshua had to be faithful to what God had commanded. That he had to rehearse what God had spoken in the law to this point. And, and he had to, to not only do that for himself, but for his family and for his people. And he had to, to not turn from that and hold on to that and be faithful to it. And the hard part in being faithful to God is sometimes it's difficult. And we get into this daily routine, or we call it the daily grind, and it's like overwhelming. And I just, I don't know if I want to keep doing this or keep going. It's just, it's just the same thing over and over again, or it's harder. And I feel like giving up. I feel like giving in. But God says, you need to be faithful. Stay the path. I don't want, you know, well, it didn't work here. It didn't work there. I didn't see this turn around. God says, be faithful. I'm at work. Remember, he's not doing something immediate in our life. He's doing something eternal in our life and in the lives around us. And so be faithful. Don't give up and don't give in. Stay the, the path, because God blesses faithfulness. He says that again and again. He blesses faithfulness. When he returns, one of the keys to being with Jesus forever is faithfulness. And we need to be faithful. I heard this quote this week, and I really liked it. It says, compromise leads to chaos. Distractions lead to destruction. But faithfulness leads to fulfillment. God reminds him that he's with them and that, that he needs to be strong and courageous, but he also says you must obey what I tell you to do. You need to follow all these instructions. You need to meditate on them. We need to have the Word of God in our life. We need to be in church. We need to make God a priority. We need to have the Word given to us, and we need to be feeding upon the Word so that we will follow all that God commands. And we cannot waver because God will give us success as we follow him. And, and what I want us to do is God's always faithful. That's what's so cool about God. We can, we can kind of fall down here and there, and we're not always faithful, that's for sure. But God's always faithful. And what I love about that is that why don't we just respond back and say, okay, God, I know you're always faithful, so God, I'm going to be faithful. And you're going to fall down, you're going to trip and fall, and I get it, but you know what? Just confess your sin, he'll forgive your sin, and get right back going again, being faithful. So God's faithful. Let's respond to Him with our faithfulness. And if, if you're off the path for whatever reason tonight, just get right back on. Get right back on. Stand on the promise. Sense His presence. Stay the path. But number four is the most important, and I want to share this with you because God says it in the verses that follow the verses that we read. He says, start the process. Start the process. Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, go through the camp and tell the people to get their provisions ready. In three days you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. In this verse, Joshua becomes the leader of Israel. He's been called to be the leader. He's been told by God to be the leader, but now he steps into that role. 
And he begins the process. And Joshua believes what God says and begins to demonstrate that he really does trust, that he really does believe God, that he will follow God all the way. And he begins his journey of what it means to be strong and courageous. And he steps out beyond himself and he, and he obeys. And I, I love that. Here's the problem that I see in church. I'm not talking about our church. I'm just talking about Christianity as a whole. Listen to me and tell me if this isn't true. A lot of people stand on the promises of God and stand on His Word. A lot of people really do sense the presence of the Lord when they come to church or in their life. But very few people actually start the process and say, I'm going to obey. And I'm going to follow all the way. I'm going to get on that path. I'm going to stay on that path. And and I'm called to this. I'm going to do it. Very few people live that that strong and courageous life. And that's what I love about Joshua. He didn't just hear it. He said, okay, now it's time to go and do it. And when he did it, he became the leader. He became the man God called him to do. When he did it, he became strong. And he became courageous. When he did it, God was with him every step of the journey. And I love that. And he says, okay, let's take the next step and the next step, and the next step. And you know what's so awesome about Joshua's legacy? It's this. When you read a lot of characters in the Old Testament, they had some type of fatal flaw in their life. Something that, that they did that, that just really kind of skewed their relationship with God. And everybody has one, usually. But there's none in the life of Joshua. It seems as though he leads his family and the people of Israel... And he never wavers. He's strong. He's courageous. He stays the path. He he doesn't just start the process, but he finishes the process. His legacy is that he was faithful. And he never gave up. And, And although Moses maybe thought of as the greatest leader that Israel has ever seen, Joshua was the one that brought him into the promised land. They were sitting at the doorstep, and Joshua brought him in. Because he was strong, he was courageous, he followed the Lord. God has something for you to do. He has a calling upon your life. And there may be people that do it better than you and may get more recognition than you. But if you are faithful, God has somebody right beside you, maybe in your family, maybe in your friends, I don't know where, but somewhere that they are sitting at the edge of the promised land. And God is going to use you to lead them. God is going to bless you and give you that kind of success. I want us to hold on to the callings that we have. Whatever God is asking us to do, that we would be obedient, that we would know His call, and we would just start and get going. If I had one thing to say at the end of this message, just let's get going. Because there is ground to cover. There are battles to be fought and won. And there are a lot of jobs in our life that are left unfinished right now. And we need to start the process and be strong and courageous no matter what. Why? Because He is with us. And wherever I step my feet, He's given it to me. And we need to hold on to that and embrace that. And I want us to be strong and courageous together. Pastor Fred did mention the mailing that you're going to get. But I want to highlight just a few things real quickly that will start the process in your life. 
So I'd like you to write these down or circle them in your bulletin. Or, um, and, and if you're not sure if you get the church mailing, there's plenty of the brochures out in the lobby. You can just take one tonight. But start the process in your life. And the first thing we can do is this Wednesday night, we're going to have a prayer night. Jesus said, couldn't you just pray with me an hour? We're just going to pray this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. I'm scheduling it an hour, but it can go longer. That's fine. But we're going to pray and seek the Lord. Before the fall ever kicks off, before everything, just this, this Labor Day week on, on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, we're going to come in the sanctuary. There's not going to be worship. Um, there might be some music playing, but there won't be like a whole worship team here. The night is meant for prayer. And I'd like you to come this Wednesday night if you can and, and just pray with me and pray with our leadership team and, and just believe God for what He wants to do in our lives and in our church. And and, and just pray for the presence of the Lord to, to be with us. So that's the first one. And then next Sunday, next weekend, I should say, is welcome to, or uh, back to church weekend, back to church Sunday. And, and, um, and what I want you to do is just invite somebody that maybe you haven't seen in church for a while. Maybe you haven't seen them over the summer, or maybe it's been a year or so. And, and just follow up with them and say, hey, you know what, I haven't seen you in, in and I want to invite you this weekend to come to church. And I want to tell you, it's going to be great. We're going to have great worship. I have a, a sermon that I believe God's given me for next week. It's part of the Be Strong series, but again, it's specifically related to our lives as we come together as a church. And, and, um, and, and it's going to be a great weekend next weekend to invite somebody to church. And I want you to pray about who you can invite. And I'm not talking about somebody that maybe you've been witnessing to and they have no idea who the Lord is, but this is somebody that's walked with God in the past, but for whatever reason just maybe it's farther away from God or not going to church or just walked away from the church, this is, this is hey, come on back to the family. Because we can't be strong all alone. We're stronger together. And so that's next Sunday. And then um, there's, a, there's a marriage night, uh, not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday on the 15th. And I want you to invest in your marriage. I want you to invest in, in the marriages that you know. This is going to be an excellent time to invite somebody to church. They can be a Christian, a non-Christian. It doesn't matter. We need to invest in our marriages. And um, we have a professional counselor coming. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be awesome. Um, and, and it's a great night to invest in your marriage or in a friend's marriage. And so that's coming up. And then the Harvest Crusade with Greg Laurie. Who can you invite to that? Who do you want to see in the kingdom of heaven? Just pray about who you can invite. And then in, the, um, in, the, in October when we really begin to kick off small groups, we wanted to wait until the uh, Greg Laurie Harvest Crusade was over because we're going to really try to uh, bring in a lot of new converts and, and hopefully into our church, which we're excited about that because we're part of the follow-up team. And so we're going to um, hopefully have some new converts and we're going to start a program, a small group program called One Month to Live. It's a great book that's been out for a while and if you, if you want to read a good book, that's a great book. But um, I'm going to tell you more about it in the months to come, but one month to live. It's going to be a small group-based kind of thing, and we're not going to just do it on Wednesdays and Sundays. It's going to be in homes all around. We're really excited about that. But again, all these things help us start the process. We can come to church, we can say God's with us, but we need to start the process in our life to be strong and courageous, to be the men and women of God that we're called to be. And whatever you're doing, whatever, I want you to stand on the promises of God and walk with Him. I was thinking tonight, I was just saying, God, how, how can I explain this to start that process, even if we've been far from God? And, um, and I was uh, thinking a lot about it. And uh, I was just like, I just didn't have anything. And then I, I, I opened church tonight, and I got my keys out. And I, I began to open the doors. And I haven't opened the doors 
uh, for church in a long time because, uh, first of all, I've been on sabbatical for quite some time, but even before that, um, usually staff members, and we've had Brooke and different people, I mean, in the past, and so I haven't unlocked the doors in a long time. And so I'm out there, and, and uh, you know, I just took out the, the key that opens the main door, started opening them, and I thought about it, and, and I thought about the promises of God, the presence of God, the process that God wants to do in our life is that, you know what's interesting about these keys, even though I probably haven't done it in, I don't know, how many months, my keys still worked. They still opened the doors. They didn't change the lock on me, that's good. But, uh, but um, no, they still worked. They still opened the doors. When I lock up tonight, they'll still lock the doors. And you know what? God's promises are like these keys. You might have set them aside, but they still work. It's like the presence of God. You might have put it aside for a while but it still works. It's like the process. You've been maybe cowering with things going on and, and difficulties in your life. I, and just, I haven't taken that step of faith. I haven't invested in my marriage. I haven't done... I haven't, uh, start the process because it works. God says be strong and courageous. It works. Would, can I just pray for you tonight? Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me? We're getting done a little early, Pastor Fred. Could you just go get Jonathan? We're going to worship the Lord here. But I just want to pray. God, I just thank you for your word. God, you are so good. And your word is true. And God, you're just calling us to be strong. That is your rhema word for our church. This, this beginning of fall, ending of summer, be strong. And God, it's so hard to be strong in this world. But God, you just you say it again and again and again in your word, and you teach us and you train us, and, and wow, God. It's so clear. It's so clear that, that you're with us, and that you are able, and that you're invincible even when we're not. And so God, I pray that we would be the men and women of God you've called us to be. God, I pray as you did for Joshua as you affirmed him in his call. Would you affirm each one tonight in their call? As you reaffirmed your promises that even though Moses was dead, you're still going to do it. God, reaffirm your promises to us tonight. And God, wherever we are in the process, whatever we're doing, God, tonight I just pray that you would just, by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in us, God, give us the strength and the courage to do, be, go. Lord, whatever it is, we are your people, and you are our God, and you are great, awesome, powerful. God, I thank you that everywhere my feet take me, you're with me. That whatever battle I fight, God, you will be victorious. And God, I just pray that we would be faithful. We'd be faithful tonight. God, we honor you. We love you. And now we're gonna to worship. We're gonna worship you in a, in a couple ways tonight, God. But Lord, just start that process tonight. Start that process tonight. God, start that process Wednesday night as we pray. God, start that process next Sunday as we bring somebody to church. God, start that process as we invest in our marriages, as we work in evangelistic crusades, as we join a small group. God, whatever it is, Lord, just start that process in us. 
that we will be strong and courageous for you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.